everybody? Welcome to the Optional Skate. Days of yours. Awesome hockey podcast. Probably your third or fourth favorite Boston Bruins podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Greg Ezell. I am joined today by Rob Puzuto. Rob, hello. There are four Boston Bruins podcasts. Uh, there's us. Um, unsupervised, I think it's called. The uh, Stanley Cup of Chowder okay. podcast. Uh, there is... I always get it wrong, but like the black and gold podcast that like mm-hmm. Mark Allred, I think his name is. Um, I'm really bad at names, so Mark, I apologize. <laughs> uh, so like Mark Allred and Court LeBlanc, I think his name is. Oh my god, I'm so bad at names. Uh, <laughs> so they have one, and maybe that's it. Oh, okay, I'm sure there's like a Bruins, you know, chat pod or something out there. Yeah, Bruins chat podcast, but we're probably like you know your third favorite. Maybe should second. be number one. Maybe second. Uh, so before we go into the spiel, I would like to congratulate John, one of our co-hosts, and his wife Jess on the birth of their baby. Woo! So young Jack graced our presence Friday? Uh, yeah. Friday. No. Thursday. Not Friday. Thursday. One of those. It was towards the end of the work week. We were all very tired. <laughs> it, was, it was one of those days. Uh, and also... Bree will be taking a leave of absence from the podcast to focus on a bunch of work stuff. Uh, so she does a bunch of nonprofit stuff up in Canada, deals with mental health, and we all know how that can go. Or at least mm-hmm. I know how that, how that can go working in the nonprofit sector. So it is stressful. It is tiring. She will be back when she is ready. And it's not any less stressful dealing with us at least once a week. So That's true. <laughs> That's probably the worst part about it, actually. <laughs> Having, having it, it to really, do these outlines might be the worst part about it. Uh, oh, the July outlines? Yeah, the July outline is the worst. Yeah. <laughs> it is so bad. It's, it's like stretching for co- uh, content on a term paper, just double spacing, 14-point oh, yeah. oh. font, courier new. It's not great. <laughs> it is not great. <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen, this is the Optional Skate. Each and every other week in the summer, on a variety of podcasting services around the globe, we bring you the Boston Bruins news you need to know. No matter where you get the show, we do appreciate your support and would love if you gave us a positive rating on whatever platform you listen to. Uh, before we kick off the hockey content, Piz, do you have Hulu? I do have Hulu. Do you watch Letterkenny? I, you brought it up to me the other day and I've never seen it. Oh man, it's right up your alley. Really? Yeah, okay. How are you, have you ever seen the Trail of Park Boys? No. Okay. Um, <laughs> how are you on comedy? How are you on comedy shows to begin with? I like comedy. I like okay. to laugh. <laughs> so this, so Letterkenny is like, it's a small town in Canada, mm-hmm. and uh, the two characters I really like, I really uh, will con- connect with are the there's two guys that play hockey, and like they're your typical like hockey bros, yeah, uh, like you know snipe Selly bro stuff like that, and it's just. <laughs> Like, everything we run into on hockey Twitter is why I enjoy it so much. Okay. And no, that, then that sounds like something I would like. Yeah, it's basically, like, them and, like, you know, the, the main character and his friends are, like, hicks. And then there's a bunch of, like, meth head ravers. And it's pretty funny. <laughs> I'm, yeah, it's weird. It's pretty funny. Uh, I'm in the second season. They're not very long. There's, like, six or seven episodes a season. Oh, okay. Pretty great. Yeah. Pretty great. Check it out. I will. I will. Uh... Some teams have started to release or unveil their third jerseys. So we currently have four teams. 
thought it was five, but apparently Florida hasn't done one. Oh, but they have that logo. Or have they? I don't know. Let's, uh... Yeah, they got that logo that has, um, it's like the Florida Panther, the 25th anniversary logo. Oh, okay. Um, I don't know if that's their official third jersey logo for the front, or if it's going to be like a shoulder patch thing, or what. Yeah. Um... You know what? We have nothing else to talk about. Let's take a look. Uh, so the okay. the only thing I can find is the 25th anniversary logo, and then uh, the the logos from I mean the like soccer style jerseys from 2016. Oh yeah. So like nothing new yet, but I do like that 25th anniversary logo. I think it looks. It's nice. different. Yeah, I think I it like looks it. nice. What I really like about it is the panther isn't in it. Mm-hmm. You know, so it, it gives, like, a nice clean look. I like the hockey stick and palm tree crossing. What I hate about it is the circle word mark. I hate when teams do that. What do you mean? So, like, you know, so it has the, the circle, like, yeah. the outer circle, and then there's words in the circle curved. Oh, okay. I hate when teams do that. It, it, it yeah. just feels so generic. Yeah. I see that. It doesn't bother me, but it's it's like white noise. It's it. I don't like it. I don't dislike it. It's it's fine. I do really like that palm tree and um, hockey stick crisscrossed within the sun logo. I wish they could make that their logo instead of the stupid panther jumping at you. Oh, huge fan! It's not even. I, I, I still wish it was the panther jumping at you. Now it's just like the stoic oh, panther oh, yeah, yeah. looking out into the yonder. On the crest. Yeah. Yeah. The little the shield crest. Yeah, it, actually, and that's something I hate in jerseys is the crest. Unless it's like uh, like the Kings, where it makes sense. Right. Um, I, I hate crest logos. Ugh, it's just, I'm over it. I'm over, I just think the word, the, the word mark, the circular word mark is so lazy. So many teams have done it that it's just, do something different. Pittsburgh mm. does it, Minnesota's done it, obviously. Florida's done it. I think Columbus has done it at one point. Just stop. The Bruins ever do it. I'm leaving. I'm leaving yeah. the team. I'm off. Uh, so there have been four third jerseys officially announced or confirmed. Uh, the Anaheim Ducks, Arizona Coyotes, Carolina Hurricanes, Philadelphia Flyers. The thing with the Flyers is they haven't actually like unveiled it yet, but they announced it on their Instagram. But I don't know if they've actually like did the pomp and circumstance like the other three teams have done could be wrong no they didn't they did it really quietly um on their instagram and i mean technically they did unveil it because you can see what it looks like oh um it's it's black eh. yeah like the rest of them (laughs) right it's it's black and orange it's it's fine it's definitely my least favorite of the uh jerseys that have been unveiled so far I was really hoping uh, Philly would have done the smart thing and just used the Winter Classic jerseys, the orange mm. ones from a couple of yep. years ago. Those, mwah, beautiful. Yeah. Uh, the, but let, go ahead, Rob. I've said it before. There is a supreme lack of loud, obnoxious jerseys in the NHL now, and I miss it. Yep, me too. I agree wholeheartedly. You know, colors that pop, you know, you have – Nashville's gold jersey, mm-hmm. and I, I really like it. I own one yep. because I like it so much because it's loud. The Ducks had the perfect opportunity to bring back a purple eggplant jersey mm-hmm. and didn't. 
And the Flyers could have had this nice, beautiful, you know, bright orange jersey, but they chose black. And it's a shame. I'll edit that burp out. It's a shame. (laughs) Uh, So Anaheim Ducks unveiled their jersey a couple days ago, uh, Saturday. And the new design, inspired by the uh, initial Mighty Ducks style when the team first came into the league. Uh, So you got your Anaheim Mighty Ducks logo. You have the kind of diagonal stripes in the front. Instead of a purple base, like it should be, it's black. Don't like that too much. And I don't like the modern the modern shoulder mark like shoulder logos just yep. looks off to me. Yeah. Like the Web D, I think it is. Yeah. Like they they should have just gone for broke and had like the like the wild wing duck like bursting through the ice like they did in that uh- <laughs> I mean, if you're gonna if you're gonna do it, first off, why are you not bringing the eggplant back? I can't tell. Is it the stripe within the white there? Is that the eggplant color? It's hard to tell in the picture. I have it, with it's hard in the picture. Is yeah, I can't tell. But I was hoping the eggplant would be like the black base. Yeah, yeah, it's not enough eggplant. Exactly, not enough eggplant. Um, Arizona Coyotes they unveiled theirs at the draft. Basically, bringing back the '96 Robo Yote. Love it. Love it. Love everything love it. about it. The only thing I don't love about it is that it makes my throwback Robo Yote uh, jersey a little less special now. Yep, not a throwback. Um, yeah, but um, yeah, I, I I love that jersey so much. So yep. I'm, I'm happy to see it back in any capacity. It's so great. It is like It really is a, a good jersey, and I'm glad that they're embracing the history. Um, I don't really like their current uniforms. I think they're a little bland. Mm-hmm. You know, basically, basically red and white, maybe a little black hair in there. But I like the logo. I just don't like the actual style of the jersey. Yeah. Carolina Hurricanes unveiled theirs at the NH- uh, NHL draft as well. It's a black sweater. It's got a new crest. The new crest, the new logo is a uh, double hurricane flag, or I guess a hurricane flag, on a hockey stick. The shoulders are gray, and there's, like, red piping. It's grotesque (laughs) i will say i like that they at least tried to do something new uh the the shoulders are awful i couldn't tell whether or not i like the logo because i do like weird logos but a it looks like it looks like an ahl team jersey yeah and b the hurricane the flag logo Looks like like a dystopian like failed Windows logo. <laughs> I hate the shoulders, and I think that's what I hate about it. Is I hate the shoulders. Yeah, I think the shoulders are terrible. Why you would go with a dark jersey and not a dark gray shoulder, but like this med- medium gray, I guess, uh, maybe on the darker side, but not. You know, you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. Why, sh- why would you make your colors a slightly lighter color? You're, why would you make your shoulders a slightly lighter color than the rest of you? It's off-putting. Yeah. It's off-putting. Uh, and I don't like it. And I don't know... I don't know why Carolina would do that. I feel like... I feel like with these teams embracing a third throwback... Give me a Hartford Whalers style jersey. Mm-hmm. Even if you want to do it in the Whaler style, but keep it, you know, the Carolina Hurricanes logo and colors, you could still do that. But instead, they went for this abomination of a jersey. 
it's an abomination in my eyes. Yeah. And it's the shoulders. Change the shoulders to either all black or make them even. I guess even if you made them like like the Carolina red, it would look a little better. It's the gray is off putting. Yeah. State of your shoulders, Carolina. <laughs> Last but not least, Philadelphia Flyers. We talked about it a little bit already. It's on the Instagram. Black base, orange stripes by the uh, numbers on the, the like the elbow area. I haven't really seen a picture of it, but it's not the Winter Classic jersey, so I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just – I guess with a team that has black as a primary color, I'm sick of black jerseys. Yeah. I'm just sick of black jerseys, period. I mean, you know, the Bruins obviously – I. I would like the Bruins to go back to brown and, brown and gold. Yeah, 100%. Uh, and whenever I said that, whenever I say that, most people will tell me I'm wrong. And that's fine. But, you know, to have a black jersey, black primary jersey, and then multiple all-black third jerseys, and then to have the league do all-black third jerseys, I'm not down with it. Every jersey we have talked about is a black base. You know, Anaheim has the black base, Arizona's RoboYote black base, Carolina black, Philadelphia black. And they're all it's like come it's like it's like you said earlier. The league is going away from bright colors. Mm-hmm. And it's sad. And even like when goaltending used to ha- used to be like all yellow pads and now they're just all white. Yeah. You know, to like uh what's I guess it's to make the net look smaller or whatever. I, f- or, I actually forget the reason why. Or to yeah, it it's like something like that. Yeah. Um, but, man, the NHL, bring your colors back. I'm missing it. I'm, I am surprised that more Bruins fans aren't on board with the brown jerseys. For a fan base that loves to, like, like live in the past with their team, like, why do they not want to bring back the, the brown and gold? I don't know. My, I mean, my favorite – or I would say my top three favorite, what, you know, to my top three, is the 2010 Winter Classic jersey. I love mm-hmm. it. It's gold. It's got the brown shoulders. It's got, like, the cream in between the, the gold and the brown shoulders. It's basically perfect for me, especially for a third jersey. But Bruins if fans, like, they're, yeah. they're black thirds. I would I would say that jersey is perfect if I, I don't like the B on the Winter Classic. No, I don't um, like the B either. I, if they little... had taken the the logo on the what was it twenty fourteen whatever the more recent Winter Classic in Boston was the bear yeah. the throwback bear if they had taken that and put it on the two thousand ten Winter Classic be jersey perfect. that'd be amazing. Yeah, they need to they need to take that logo and make it like a their third logo and I wish it would stay brown because mm-hmm. you know they have the black one. You know they have the the same style, but it's black. It's like a black yeah. bear on the front. Oh man, I w- I missed I missed the brown. I want the brown back. <laughs> Bring it back. So rank rank these jerseys one to four. Favorite being the first, to least favorite being four. Favorite would probably be the. <sighs> I go back and forth between the Ducks and the Coyotes. Uh, I'm going to say the Coyotes just because I love it so much. Uh, the Ducks is a very close second. Uh, I love that they brought back the logo. Um, and, like, the the little 10-year-old Rob is super pumped to see that because it makes me think of, like, the Mighty Ducks back when I still thought that was a good movie. 
Um, and then I'd, I'm going to go with the Hurricanes and then the Flyers, just because at least the Hurricanes, I don't want to say they tried because it's a terrible looking jersey, but at least they went a little different. Right. Anna, all right, I'm going to go. Mine's basically the same as yours. Arizona, Anaheim, Philadelphia, Carolina. Mm. I can't get over the – I cannot get over <laughs> the gray shoulders. Can't do it. I just – I can't do it. Maybe it'll be different. Maybe it'll be like the Vegas uh, – the gloves when you hate the white gloves, but then you see them on the ice and you're like, all right, those white gloves are amazing. Yeah. And I'm all in because I do like the white gloves a lot. But no, not doing it right now. Mm-hmm. Can't do it. Yeah, it's funny uh, that you bring up the – um. Vegas, Vegas, because uh, the, the Vegas jerseys in general, I thought I was going to hate, and then I saw them um, more and more, like, on the ice, like, on, like, an actual player, and they looked they looked a lot better than I thought. I still want them to make a third jersey with that uh, shoulder pack um, logo that they have that's styled after the, um, the like, the Vegas sign yeah. uh, with the, the, sun, the sunburst and the swords and stuff. I really like that logo, so I'm really hoping that their third jersey ends up having having that as the, the main crest on, on the front. Yeah, I, uh, I, I really like the white ones, like the white mm-hmm. jerseys. I said if Eric Carlson for, gets traded there, I'm buying one <laughs> because I love him that much, and I really like Eric Carlson. And it's okay to like him. Because he is, he won't be part of the uh, Ottawa Senators anymore, which would be nice. Yeah. So even, even, even if he is, it's fun to like him. Even if he is part of the Ottawa Senators, they are they're not a threat right now. That's true. Uh, should we do some Bruins content? We can do some Bruins content. <laughs> okay. Uh, Bruins obviously have made little little moves this offseason. They've done uh, Halak, John Moore. Uh, Joachim Nordstrom, who I keep on to call Joachim Noah, who's the center for the Chicago Bulls. Um, and there's always the guy I forget. Wagner? Wagner, Chris Wagner. Chris Wagner. I almost called him Brandon Wagner. So <laughs> clearly I keep Where'd that come him. from? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, as of right now, the Bruins have a cap space of $2,959,000. Um, so basically a little under $3 million. What's the biggest need for the Bruins at this point? In your estimation. I, it's a coin flip between a top four defensive player or a number two um, a, a second line skater, right wing specifically. Um, I I still go more towards defense. Um, we've added depth there, but depth is great to have, but it it's not going to be enough. I think, especially with um, a couple of the teams like Toronto and, and Tampa in in the uh, in our in our division. Um, I I say a top four defenseman. You know, I like to think of depth as when you order something like chicken parm at a restaurant. You you order your chicken parm, and it's the star of the dish. So it's your Charlie McAvoy of the dish. Mm-hmm. What's your depth? The pasta. You don't want to be overwhelmed with pasta. Mm-hmm. You know, too much pasta ruins the chicken parm. So what you want is you want more chicken parm. And I agree with you. Uh, that they need more chicken parm and less pasta. That's a very good way of putting it. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I like just thought of it right <laughs> as you were talking. I was like, "Ooh, chicken parm," because <laughs> I do love chicken parm. Chicken parm, by the way, one of my favorites. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, I love uh, a good chicken parm. Uh, chicken parm, and I, I love veal parm, too. I do. I do, give, too. Give me that baby cow. I'll yep. eat it. Oh, s- slaughter that thing before it can walk. Yep. Slap it on my plate. <laughs> Don't overload me with depth, though. Don't want mm. a lot of depth on my plate. No, 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 no. <laughs> so, uh, t- there's, there's two things to me. Uh, a legit uh, second-pairing defenseman who can eat Chara's minutes because – because as we know, uh, Chara is getting older, and as he gets older, he can't play 20 minutes a night. Mm-hmm. Um, and having a second pairing defenseman that you could that you could potentially that you could potentially fill in that role will, you know, make Chara more effective when the postseason rolls around. Third line center. So the Bruins had Riley Nash. Riley Nash goes in, scores 20 goals uh, last few games of the season gets concussion taking a puck off the ear or the side of the head and wasn't effective after that but the Bruins don't have anybody you know you have uh first Becca Carlson was Becca Carlson missed you know like 20 or 30 games last year because he had a concussion so is he okay where is he where is he in his progression to be able to play the set the the third line Mm -hmm. or is it uh, is it Sean Curley, and is Curley good enough to be a third-line center, and you have a guy like Joachim Nordstrom fit in, knowing that your fourth line then is going to lose a bunch of the offensive jump that made it good last year. Yeah. So in my, in my when I look at the roster, those are the two biggest things that, that really jump out to me. And kind of backup goaltending, but not as – not as bad because I think Halak can do the job when he's limited, or when he has a limited availability. Uh, you know, when they when they don't play him every night like they did in on the island, and the, and he was yeah. terrible. Yeah, I think Halak will be fine as a backup. Um, but their their center uh, stuff needs to get worked on big time, and their defense they still need a, a legit number. We'll say number two to three guy, you know, because Chara Chara is a number two or number three guy. Talent wise, but minutes wise, you want him, you want him at sixteen minutes a game instead yeah. of seven instead of eighteen or nineteen minutes a game. Because yeah. over over eighty two games, you know, those three minutes are going to save you save his legs two hundred overall minutes or whatever. And then in the playoffs, you want to play him eighteen minutes a game. Fine, do it. But it ain't Tory Krug. Tory Krug is not that guy. And I like Tory Krug a lot, and I think he brings a lot to the team. And I don't, I don't think the Bruins should trade him, and I don't think they're gonna. But they, when you look at their defensive roster, someone's gonna go. They have eight guys right now, mm-hmm. and they love their Adam McQuaid, and they love Kevin Miller, and they should because Kevin Miller is good. But I don't know if John Moore is the guy to fill in that 16 to 18 minute role at every game. Yeah. And, and, and John and I briefly touched on this, um, I think two weeks ago. Uh, and I don't necessarily want them to move Krug either, but if we are talking about moving somebody to get somebody Krug in terms of value and like, he, I, I'm okay if we get somebody like good enough back for it. I guess yeah, like, like they're not going to move McQuaid and get somebody who we really give two craps about. No, I mean if they if if all of a sudden news breaks 
and Tori Krug is traded with whatever Anders Bjork for uh, you know Artemi Panarin. We're all we're all fine. Yeah, we're like great, great. The Bruins have a thirty goal scorer, guy who can put up eighty something points. He can play with Krejci, or he can play with Bergeron, and they're good to go. One more thing that I think the Bruins need to address is their second line scoring mm-hmm. again because I don't think Jake DeBrusque is going to be the player everyone thinks he's going to be next year. I think Jake DeBrusque is a good hockey player. Okay, I like him. I see the gif of him doing the B thing in the playoffs. And, you know, I go 6 to midnight – you know, you can call me Iran because there is a political uprising in my shorts. <laughs> you know, everything is great. I like the guy. I think he's good. I think people in Boston overstate his ceiling or they, they think he's going to be something he's not. I think he I think his ceiling is a 65-point player, 20 goals, maybe 25 goals. I think that's okay. But they don't have anyone on the other side who can mm-hmm. compliment you know, what he can do. It was supposed to be Rick Nash. It's obviously not going to be Rick Nash. Uh, do you do you bring Pasternak down and put Bjork into that first-line role like it was in the beginning of the season? I think so. Because the Bruins have once again become a, fir- a first-line team. Play that first line. Shut, you know, limit that first line. We saw it in the playoffs against the Lightning. We saw it in the playoffs against the Leafs. Limit that first line to a goal. Two goals. You can still beat the Bruins because they don't have anyone that you can rely on consistently to be a scoring threat. Jake DeBrus can be a scoring threat, but it's going to be in bursts. He's, it's his sophomore year. They don't call it a sophomore slump for nothing. So if he doesn't play well and you have Ryan Donato on the other, next to him or Andres Bjork next to him, like, what are you, what are you doing? Yeah. And it – what sucks too is that we don't like we don't know how Donato is going to be like we know he's he's talented and he and he has like a lot of like potential and upside but Donato Bjork like we don't have a whole lot of sample size for these players so right. we could be we could be completely off our mark right now they could each put up you know 30 goals next year and we could be good or same with DeBrusque or or they could not and then we're going to end up probably having the same conversation in the offseason next year about them needing to address their second line scoring Right, this is like a third-year running type thing. I don't – they need to take Pasternak and drop him down. That's not, a, that's not a stain on David Pasternak. It's actually a compliment to how good he is and how, mm-hmm. how balanced he can make the Bruins' top two lines. I think David Krejci is still good enough that he can make plays happen. And I, but he, I don't think he can do it with young kids – around him all the time. You know, Rick Nash looked great next to next to David Krejci before he got hurt. Mm-hmm. I would I would love Rick Nash to come back for you. I don't think he's gonna. No. I think he actually might retire because I think that, that concussion was worse than people will you know will say. But uh they need to address that second line. How they do it, I don't know. I don't get paid for that, so I'm not sure. <laughs> you know, I don't I don't know if JFK's the guy. You know, everyone – that's another thing. Every, JFK came into the league, and everyone was like, oh, Boys Becker Carlson was amazing and BU, which he was. 
and he was amazing, uh, you know, in the queue, and he was amazing with Omaha. And then he came in, played, you know, a few games, maybe got a point or whatever, and then in this next season was in Providence, and then got hurt. Yeah. So we don't know what he is, but fans love to overstate how incredible these guys are going to be. Oh yeah, you you couldn't like turn a corner without hearing about JFK when when he first and forget about it when um you know they weren't playing him like oh what Ugh. what are they doing not play? like what do you want them to do well same with Donato you know Donato comes yeah. in scores a couple of goals in his uh in his debut and everyone loses it and and I mean and I mean that's what we're supposed to do with fans yeah but we need to take a measured approach as well to to really look at the player and look at their style and uh you know it, it's good that the Bruins have young kids it's also bad that the Bruins have young kids because what happens with young kids is they're either going to be Mario Lemieux or they're going to be Jordan Caron and there's nothing in between. You know, so Jake DeBrusque, he's either the second coming of, you know, Nathan Horton at his peak when Nathan Horton was a monster in this league or he's Patrick Maroon. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like there's no in between with, with some fans. Uh, last thing before we get into off the post. Our buddy, Joe Haggerty, wrote that the Bruins should or could explore trading to Garas because of Yaroslav's Halak's history as a starter. Where do you sit on this? No. It's no, stupid, it's, because, right? it's because of his history as a starter that I don't want to trade to Garask. Awful. I, I can't believe that someone actually pitched this and you have people uh you have people who are legitimately like yeah that's a great idea yeah i think they should do that it's like has anyone clearly no one has watched a a long island game in the past three years because he was terrible he was so bad that they sat that that they put in thomas grace grice whatever the hell his name is grease Greece. I say Greece. I don't know if that's I, right. Yeah. Um, Greece. And, uh, and he stunk. He had like a, he had a, uh, so we, I, I like to talk about uh, goal save above average. So basically what goal saved above average is, is it's an advanced metric. Pause for booing. And <laughs> what it does is it measures a goalie's effectiveness and what his, uh, the goals allowed on average to the rest of the league. So when you look at Tugarask, it's a, he's like a plus seven. So that means is he saves the Bruins seven more goals than the other guy would. Halak was like a minus 10, which means he allows 10 more goals than your average goaltender. So I think his goals against average last year was like a 319 or 309. His save percentage was like a 908. Yep. There is, there is nothing... There is nothing redeeming about him as a starter, other than he makes two million bucks. So what? Yeah. You're gonna trade? You're gonna trade to Garask? Maybe you get back your top four guy or your top six guy, and then you can't make the playoffs because you're allowing four goals a game, three goals a game. Then on top of that, on top of that, you have to find a backup goaltender, and you're maybe taking Zane McIntyre up, bringing him up when he's not ready, or you're just grabbing some guy off the scrap heap and saying, let's go, you're in. 
Yeah. It's foolish. It's it's stupid. We I shouldn't even be talking about it, but I wanted to address it because of how silly the take is. Uh, would it, it, I don't know if you have any other thoughts on it before we hit up. No, no. We, uh, John and I talked about it two weeks ago. Uh, it's right. dumb. It's stupid. And we're, we're not going to be a better team for it. I, I don't no. care who we get back. It is not going to make us better. Right. All right. Off the post. It's funny. I was like, as I was doing the uh, – it's been so long, I actually forgot what our listener mail <laughs> thing was called. So it says, like, listener mail, maelstrom. Mail a cocktail and my favorite mail escort. I couldn't tell if you were just like going trying to figure out like new other better names for the segment or I totally forgot what it was uh, called. <laughs> I am a I do like mail I escorts. I kinda like <laughs> I love mail escorts. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Alright, so we, we only have a couple, which is fine. It's the summertime. Everyone should be doing something else. Uh, at Jesse Med Science on Twitter, twitter.com slash Daisy where you can go ask your optional skate question, hashtag it D-O-I-T-O-S, so we can find it later. Uh, what would it take to get a Temi Panarin? Is it Panarin or Panarin? I say Panarin. 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 I, I, I say Panarin. I say Panarin. No, wait. Panarin? <laughs> Panarin? He, he doesn't own a string of, like, sandwich shops. <laughs> <laughs> Panarin? I, I don't know. Anyway. What would Peter it take Pan. to get Artemi? Artemi. <laughs> what type of contract could we expect him to get on his next deal? So I'm going to let you go first, Piz. Okay. Uh, what would it take to get him? Um, see, I, I'm not entirely sure if they're even going to trade him like until either the trade deadline or, or the season starts, but um, I it's got to. You have to have an NHL player in the mix, and along with that, it, it's probably going to be a prospect or or a decent pick. Um, so it that's what it would take to get him. And contract. I'm so bad with like contracts and, and money and stuff, but I figure like he, he'll probably want like six years, six point eight million, something like that. Yeah, I would say you're probably looking at. Probably looking at like Bjork, a guy, you know, uh, a prospect a- uh, area of like B- uh, like a Bjork Donato type guy, um, a first round draft pick, maybe a couple first round draft picks. Maybe they ask for Jake DeBrusque, but I don't think they're going to get him. Uh, but I mean, Providence does have a lot of young young stock talent that you eventually will have to send away because you can't have them all. I don't think you send a, J- a Jake Zaboro because I think he could be a good part of the team maybe even next year. But, you know, if they asked for – my guess is they would ask for, like, DeBrusque, Bjork, and a first-round pick, and Don Sweeney tells them no. And if they really want a guy like Bjork or Donato or Heinen, maybe Krug. Like, maybe they say, yeah. I want Krug and a first-round pick because it gives them a power play specialist, you know, going up against Pittsburgh, Washington, the, yeah. the Rangers, even though the Rangers aren't really anything. The Devils, who came out of nowhere last year to make the playoffs. His deal? Oh, my God. Seven seven years, 
eight to eight to ten million a year. Yeah, yeah, I, I figured I was on the low side. I mean, I don't. It's funny because I, I I was on Twitter dot com slash azr and uh, I was like, yeah, you know, he's probably gonna ask for for eight to ten million with eight on the low side. People are like you can't, you can't pay him that. You can't pay him more than what Bergeron's making or Marchand or or Pasternak, and it's like that's the contracts they sign. If you do that, you could never sign anybody until they retire. Yeah. Like you could, like you already have players on the team making more than them now. Like what you know, John Tavares is going to be like, yeah, I'll sign there, and Don Sweeney's like, oh, it's got to be for six and a half million because I can't have you making more than Brad Marchand. It's like has anyone paid attention to what Panarin can do? He's a every year he's been in the league in Chicago and in Columbus, he scored thirty goals. He has. Flirted with 80 points. Like, he's a legit NHL player in his prime. He's 26 years old. He's in his prime. That's the kind of guy you would want, and that's the kind of guy you're going to pay big money to because he'll be a franchise guy for the next eight years. Yep. You know, and then when he's 30, you know, then when he's 33 and you have two years left, you kind of eat it while you, you know, pull a, pull a, uh, pull a Savard where you trade him to a cap floor team or whatever. You know, that's when you do that kind of stuff. But for those six, seven years, you're golden. You are golden. Golden grams. Golden crisp. Ooh. Can't get enough of that uh, golden crisp. Trying to think of other uh, golden golden cereals, but I can't. Gold. Yeah. No. Golden grams, golden crisp, and uh, hunt. No. I was thinking like golden honey crisp, but no. No. But have you ever had golden crisp? That's the one with the frog, right? Uh no, that's honey smacks. No, that's sugar smacks. Have I ever had golden crisp? I don't know. It's disgusting. Is yeah. It? It, it you know, it's it's kinda similar to um like honey smacks or sugar smacks or whatever it is. Like both of them just kinda taste like sweet and cardboard. Or like the packing peanuts if you like dip them in honey. Oh I have. That's the one with the that's the one. Oh my god, they are basically honey smack. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've had them. Yep. Not great. No. Uh Golden Grams over Golden Crisp. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I like Golden Grams. I haven't had them in like ten years, but I, I remember liking right. them. Right. Yeah. Same. Same. Uh Matt Schwartz on Facebook. Any legitimate chance of a trade this summer? We keep seeing rumors like Simmons and Panarin. Uh, I feel like nothing is happening for the rest of the summer. Uh, we going to see the Bruins make any trades, especially any big trades. Yeah, I mean, you might see like little stuff. I don't, I don't see a big trade happening this summer, and I don't see Simmons going anywhere. Period. I don't see either of them going anywhere. Uh, Columbus made the playoffs. Philadelphia had a really bad first half of the season, and then almost made the playoffs. I don't see Simmons going anywhere. He only makes like four and a half million bucks. So if anything, they'll trade him at either the, the trade deadline if they're out of it or at like the draft, mm-hmm. you know, for his negotiating rights or whatever. Uh, and the same with Panarin. Like if Columbus is out of it and they know they're out of it and he's being like a locker room diva or he doesn't want to sign a contract and he's kind of being a jerk, then yeah, they may trade him at the, at the deadline or trade him at the draft but I don't think anything's – I think the team you see now is basically the team you'll see at training camp. 
And I think that's it. Yeah. Really. I mean, what else, I mean, what else is out there? The, you know, I see, I keep seeing that Jacob Truba is not happy in Winnipeg. He he wanted like seven million a year. The Jets only wanted three, and arbitration gave him like one year, five million. And I feel like that's all that's going to happen with Jacob Truba is he's going to keep asking for for a long term deal, and Winnipeg is going to say no. At some point, he'll get traded, but it's not going to be this year. Yeah. So I I don't really. I don't see anything happening trade-wise. No, the the only – and I, I keep throwing this out there because in the vain attempt, I might be able to say, ah, called it. Um, he's a restricted free agent, but I wouldn't mind seeing Jason Zucker coming over. Ooh. That would be interesting. Does he have a contract? Uh, no. I do not believe he does. So, so they would have they would, to – Yeah, it wouldn't be – it wouldn't be a – Offer shoot yeah. him? Interesting. Um, last couple of questions. Court Lalonde. Lalonde? Oh, God, I am so bad. Court, I'm so sorry. Uh, did you finish Breath of the Wild first? Did you finish Breath of the Wild? Did I? know? You did? I didn't. I didn't. I know. I, I have gaming ADD. I finished it. Yeah. Put about 80 hours in, finished it. Didn't finish all the side quests, though, because, like, I have a friend that was playing it who's, who was like, oh, did you do this side quest with the house? And I was like, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> so I finished it. I beat Ganon. Spoiler alert, it's Ganon at the end. Uh, I beat Ganon. I got, like, all the memories to get, like, the official ending mm-hmm. and then stopped. Uh, how many games do you have in your backlog? Oh. Let's talk about your Nintendo Switch. Oh. How many Switch games do you have in your backlog? Switch, uh, Breath of the Wild just to finish. Um... Okay. First off, what are you playing on? I'm playing Octopath right now. How is it? Very good. Very good. I like it a lot. I I love JRPGs, though, especially that that sort of like 16-bit era JRPG style. So, um, Digital? Yeah. Or physical? Damn it. I was going to borrow it from you. Oh, sorry. No, I I actually was going to get it, but I didn't pre-order it, and then it was sold out on Amazon. It was out of stock on Amazon, and that's the only place I buy games now. Um. But I'm playing that, and I'll still every now and then uh, plug in uh, Death Row to Canada if I just want to play something for fun for a little bit. It's a good game. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, so I am playing Hollow Knight, which is I mm-hmm. love. Uh, Enter the Gungeon. Yep. Uh, uh, which which just put a new DLC out. Free DLC. Oh, did? Oh, cool. Yeah, it was like Dungeons, Dungeons, Guns, and Dragons. <laughs> Or something like that. It's crazy, um, and that's really it for like long, like long gameplay. Um, my backlog is like on Switch anyway. Is uh, Bloodstained, Curse of the Moon. I want to finish. Uh, I want to finish Sonic Mania. I want to finish. I beat Odyssey's main story, but I want to finish all the moons. Mm-hmm. Um, just, I'm actually like on my Switch right now, just looking. <laughs> Uh, golf story. I, I'm only in like the second area. Yeah, I, I did the same story. thing. I really liked it, and then I just started playing something else and totally forgot about it. Uh, and uh, shovel knight. I want to finish shovel knight. As the, um, I didn't finish the plague doctor one, and then the specter knight. Okay. So I only finished the main campaign. Yep. How about yeah. you? Um, 
I you, you actually reminded me about Shovel Knight. Um, I, I I have this <laughs> awful habit with platformers where I get frustrated with one level, and then I'd be like, All right, I need to take a couple days off, and I'll come back and try it again fresh, and then I never do. Um, but yeah, I need to. Um, I I still need to wrap up some stuff with um Odyssey. Uh, I need to yeah. beat Breath of the Wild, like we talked about. Um, and I'm also playing uh, a side scroller called uh, Shantae, Half Genie Hero. And how is it? I love it. it. It's one of my favorite platformers in a while. Um, yeah. yeah, it's a lot like it's simpler than than like games like Shovel Knight and stuff like that. Um, both in like mm-hmm. gameplay and in in difficulty, at least so far. Um, but I have a lot of fun with it. Any uh, any games. Other than, I mean, I know you've just bought Octopath, but any games coming out that you're really looking forward to? Kingdom Hearts, Kingdom Hearts Three, and I mean that's not until January. Like, yeah, um, I was gonna say it was not yeah. January. Yeah. Um, in the immediate future, no, it's all Smash Brothers and. Oh, Smash! Yeah. Uh, can't for- Oh, and Spider Man. Yeah, Spider Man. Oh my god, it's gonna be so yep. good. Did you see the um, Spider Man PS4 Pro? I did. Yeah. Like the limited yeah. one. Oh, I love that controller Beautiful. too. Oh, it's so it's so pretty. Uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to uh, so on the Switch, uh, Monster Hunter Ultimate Generate no Monster Hunter Generations Ultimate, which is like the complete version of Monster Hunter Double X, which is their like Japan release, mm-hmm. is coming to the Switch in August. Uh, the Mega Man X Collection dropped t- tomorrow, so I've never played the Mega Man X. Oh, game, really? So I'm kind of. Yeah, I've, I'm kind of like, maybe I should get it, because I know they're so good. Yeah, they are. Yeah, I, the reason why I'm not excited for that is that I played them to death when I was younger, so I'm like, uh, when I have time, I'll, I'll pick it up when it's cheaper. But Yeah, that's that's me and the, the first collection. Yeah. So I was like, I played Mega Man 1 through 4, like, 5 billion yeah. times. You know, so, like, um, so maybe the X collection, but I doubt it. Smash in December, um... Spider-Man in October? November? September, I think. Ooh, September. Spider-Man and then um, in my backlog is Kingdom Hearts, the collection. Yeah. So it, it'll give me some time. Not, I won't have to rush out and get Kingdom Hearts. Through. Yeah. Um, these are all quartz questions. By I'm way. not surprised. Is Radiohead, is Radiohead overrated as a band? Uh, I'm going to say yes because they're popular and I don't like them. <laughs> yeah, I'll just say yes because... I don't. I mean, Radiohead. So they have Creep, right? That's Radiohead. Oh, isn't that I thought, Creep? Is that? No, oh, it might be. Um. And then I don't know what other songs they. Have. I do not know. Um, They're not like the Clock song, are they? I don't even know what that is. Um. Or the. Or the. Um. Yeah, I'm. I'm looking. Yeah, so. I'm looking at a list of their music now, and I do not recognize a single one of these songs except for "Creep." So they have "Clocks," and then what's the one that was like? I used to roll the world. I don't remember. Um, um don't know. That sounds familiar, but <laughs> I don't know either. <laughs> Rome can't can't help you Rome? was it called Rome? <laughs> no it's not called Rome. i don't know don't know so sure all right and the last one which band has made the biggest comeback in the last 10 years 
Um, uh, I don't know. Yeah, I um, I don't listen to a lot of like music that is played on the radio, so. I'm not a very good per- person to answer these song uh, answer these questions. Um, I don't know. I wish it was Rage Against the Machine, but they're not playing together anytime soon. Uh, so I don't know. Yeah. That's my answer. I sounded like such a snob. They're like, uh, I don't listen to music that is played on the radio. I mean the the CD in my car right now is the um. The Guardians Volume Two, which is all songs that are older than us. Yeah. So, th- there's my listening. There you go. Yeah, which amazing uh, soundtrack too. Yeah. Right. Oh, it's an incredible, incredible soundtrack. Um, I think that's it. Yeah. What do you, what do you say? Yeah. What What do you expect? It's July. Let's call, let's call, call it a day. It a day. Uh, ladies and <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us here on the Optional Skate. I am Greg. That is Rob. Follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash daisyor, twitter.com slash daisyor. We have a Redbubble shop if you want to go get some pretty awesome t-shirts. And we will see you in a couple weeks. Goodbye.